Speakers. Hello and welcome to the first ever bonus mini episode of Speak and Destroy. Speak and Destroy is a podcast about all things Metallica and I am your host, Ryan J. Downey. Let's give this little bonus mini episode format a try. See if, you know, much in the spirit of Metallica, if I like it. <laughs> and then uh, we'll see if hopefully other people like it too. Recently, David Davidson from Revocation was on the podcast, and we spoke about H.P. Lovecraft as both an inspiration to Metallica and Revocation. So who was H.P. Lovecraft, and what does he have to do with Metallica and heavy metal in general? And stick around at the end of the episode for a song called Descent Into Madness by one of my favorite bands of all time, The Gates of Slumber, which was inspired by the H.P. Lovecraft story at the Mountains of Madness. Journey with me into the crypts of rays. This is Speak and Destroy. He's a guy Stephen King calls the 20th century's greatest practitioner of the classic horror tale. So journey with me into the crypts of rays as we grapple with the supernatural tentacles of H.P. Lovecraft. Like Edgar Allan Poe, Emily Dickinson, and other hard scrabble literary geniuses, H.P. Lovecraft did not live long enough to see himself become a legend. His particular brand of brilliance wasn't embraced until after he left this earth. He was a weirdo, uh, an elitist, a recluse, someone interested in the supernatural and astronomy. One thing he certainly wasn't interested in by his own account was, quote, ordinary people. Lovecraft's stories are filled with ancient beings, winged creatures, half-fish people, reanimated corpses, you know, metal stuff. Lovecraft was a master of sci-fi and horror, horrific sci-fi, <laughs> fantasy horror sci-fi, one of his main strengths was in his vivid descriptions of everything from environments to atmosphere to structures and just this really deep, rich, dense mastery of scene setting, bone chilling vibe. I don't think people really read Lovecraft for, you know, deep character studies. It's more about um, this scary, foreboding, dread filled uh, supernatural science fiction, you know, tales of madness and, and monsters. The very small following Lovecraft had in life was the definition of cult, though it did include Conan creator Robert E. Howard and future psycho author Robert Block, yes, as in the Hitchcock movie. H.P. Lovecraft was born in Providence, Rhode Island in 1890 and passed away there in 1937, at the age of just 46. Scientists have named parts of Pluto after some of his monsters, the World Fantasy Award trophy has his face on it. Horror master John Carpenter, the visionary filmmaker responsible for Halloween, has cited Lovecraft as an influence. So while he may have died poor and underappreciated, the exhaustive volume of stories, letters, poems, and essays he left behind is a treasure trove for academics, filmmakers, writers, and of course, metal people. The reading room in one of uh, Director Guillermo del Toro's houses has a life-size, lifelike figure of Lovecraft, 
grimacing as he's flipping through one of his own books. He's got an Edgar Allan Poe of roughly the same size in the same room. Lovecraft-inspired horror classics like Evil Dead and Reanimator, and of course, his fellow New Englander, Stephen King, who was born about 10 years after Lovecraft was gone. His most famous essay begins with the line, The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear, and the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. His formative years were full of many ingredients for the recipe responsible for what we call Lovecraftian horror. Nervous breakdowns, deaths, reclusiveness, and an intense fear of sex, the sea, and of going crazy. It all played a huge role in Lovecraft's life. When he was just a toddler, his father was institutionalized after a psychotic breakdown. His grandfather owned books full of mythology and fantasy. After his grandfather's death, Lovecraft and his mother were forced to move from his childhood home. His mother's fearful and overprotective parenting resulted in a number of ailments for a young son, the kind of stuff that today's doctors would recognize as mostly psychosomatic. But it kept him out of school a great deal and out of World War I. His education came via tutors and his own intellectual curiosity. Though he never saw his work collected into a single tome, he was able to eke out a living selling stories to pulp magazines, like the now legendary Weird Tales and Astounding Stories. After his death from intestinal cancer, friends and supporters started Arkham House to make more people aware of his work. They're the ones responsible for the Lovecraft collection at the Mountains of Madness and other macabre tales. The Call of Cthulhu, which of course closes Metallica's sophomore album Ride the Lightning, is named after Lovecraft's best-known work. The Thing That Should Not Be on Master of Puppets is another nod, with lyrics that paraphrase the Lovecraft quote, That is not dead which can eternal lie, and with strange aeons, even death may die. Much like Cliff introducing the rest of the guys to the Misfits, legend has it that it was Cliff Burton who was the Lovecraft fan in the band. Call of Cthulhu was actually originally called When Hell Freezes Over, and dates all the way back to Dave Mustaine's tenure with the band. Eagle-eyed readers will of course notice in the liner notes that Mustaine has a co-writing credit on that song. My understanding is that it's note for note mostly his, uh, with this whole sort of section in the middle added by the other guys later on, after he was out of the band. All Nightmare Long, my personal favorite song from Death Magnetic, is another Lovecraftian Metallica ode, inspired by these hounds that appear in the story The Whisperer in Darkness. And then Dream No More from Hardwired, much more specifically, it even says Cthulhu in it, this time spelled correctly. Yes, Metallica rather famously misspelled Cthulhu, the tentacled, mythical Lovecraftian monster. Uh, Urban legend has it that they did so because saying his name or writing it out correctly uh, can conjure him. So supposedly Metallica misspelled it on purpose. It's a fun story, whether it's true or not. Now, several black death and doom metal bands clearly have felt more at home in Lovecraft's imagined universe than in present day society. Celtic Frost name dropped various Lovecraft characters and entities on morbid tales. Niles amongst the catacombs of Nefron Ka is named after Lovecraft's The Outsider. Pick any album from Morbid Angel, like say Altars of Madness, and you can hear Lovecraft's spirit in the music. Matt Pike from High on Fire and Sleep is another acolyte. And oh, there is more. A lot more. Let's see, there's Cthulhu Dawn from the Cradle of Filth record Midian, which is obviously about Cthulhu. There's The Mad Arab by Merciful Fate, um, who of course were a, a big influence on Metallica and Friends of Metallica. There are songs by Septic Flesh, Electric Wizard, The Black Dahlia Murder, Sam Ale, Hypocrisy, Entombed, Dream Theater, Opeth, and of course, Black Sabbath on their eponymous 
genre-defining record. There's the song Behind the Wall of Sleep, which loosely takes its title from Beyond the Wall of Sleep, a Lovecraft story about a criminally insane murderer in a sanitarium who has some downright morbid visions. My friend and colleague John Wiederhorn wrote a piece for Bandcamp, which I will link to in the show notes, titled The Enduring Influence of H.P. Lovecraft on Extreme Music, which dives even further into more obscure bands, including the band that's actually called Necronomicon, and a band called The Great Old Ones. Now then, we come to the uncomfortable portion of our H.P. Lovecraft journey. Now, as any music fan will tell you, or fans of different movies, TV shows, authors, even comic books for that matter, whether it's Woody Allen, (laughs) Roman Polanski, you sometimes have to separate the artist from the art. I'd be remiss if I didn't point out that H.P. Lovecraft is certainly one of those artists as he was far from perfect. In fact, his personal correspondence is riddled with racism, a hatred that's hard to reconcile with today's whimsical memes and refrigerator magnets that bear Lovecraft's image. In his introduction to author Leslie Klinger's book about Lovecraft, comic legend Alan Moore contextualized Lovecraft's uglier sentiments with the sweeping social change of his day. Quote, In this light, it is possible to perceive Howard Lovecraft as an almost unbearably sensitive barometer of American dread, wrote Moore rather eloquently. Far from outlandish eccentricities, the fears that generate Lovecraft's stories and opinions were precisely those of the white, middle-class, heterosexual, Protestant-descended males who were most threatened by the shifting power relationships and values of the modern world. There have certainly been some provocative and interesting questions raised online about the, I guess, ethics and morality of continuing to read or be inspired by H.P. Lovecraft's stuff in light of some of his uh, uglier viewpoints expressed in personal correspondence and the like. You know, certainly people who don't have any hesitation about listening to Burzum won't mind But uh, it's an interesting thing to consider as our culture continues to wrestle with our relationship to problematic artists. I'm going to add some other links to the show notes that explore that a little bit more deeply, if you're so inclined. Though he died in relative obscurity, the city where Lovecraft was born and passed away has now fully embraced him as part of their history, with walking tours, a bust, and an endowed fellowship at Brown University for Lovecraft-related research. In 2014, Vulture.com accompanied Game of Thrones creator George R.R. Martin on a trip to Lovecraft's grave at Swan Point Cemetery. If you're interested in learning a lot more about H.P. Lovecraft, look for the 2008 documentary Lovecraft, Fear of the Unknown, which features Lovecraft acolytes like Neil Gaiman, Guillermo del Toro, and John Carpenter. Lovecraft superfans on Reddit seem to recommend Lovecraft stories like The Rats in the Walls, Color Out of Space, the Shadow Over Innsmouth, and of course, The Call of Cthulhu, as great starting points for the volume of work he left behind. A couple of quick facts before we conclude. That gravesite I mentioned in Providence, Rhode Island, was gifted with a proper headstone in the late 1970s, and it says, I am Providence on it. There's also an intersection in Providence named after Lovecraft. And the Necronomicon Con, that's Necronomicon, like Comic-Con, in Providence, Rhode Island, includes a Cthulhu prayer breakfast. Now, as promised, from the 2009 album, Hymns of Blood and Thunder on Rise Above Records, from the Gates of Slumber, from my hometown of Indianapolis, Indiana, featuring my very good friend, brilliant doom metal frontman, Carl Simon, currently of the band Wretch and the newly reactivated Gates of Slumber, 
On this particular record, also featuring drummer Brian Bob Fouts, my former bandmate from another lifetime, who has also recorded and toured with Chrome Waves and Knock Mystium. And last, and far from least, my dearly departed spiritual brother and never forgotten comrade, Jason McCash, bass player, anchor, co-lyricist of the Gates of Slumber. Definitely check out the entire Gates of Slumber catalog on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen. My personal favorite record is their last full-length recording, The Wretch. Jason, I love you, and I miss you every day. And I should tell you, because, you know, you never know with levels, uh, it probably gets louder, so prepare yourself, especially if you got, you know, earbuds in or something.
Let me know if you found this bonus mini episode to be worthwhile and if you would like to hear more little departures into various Metallica tangents and minutiae. I mean, that is essentially what we do here. Please, please, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a nice little review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. As always, you guys have been great, and I've been Ryan J. Downing.